and welcome to the Muppets Mayhem Backstage Pass, the unofficial companion podcast to the Muppets Mayhem presented by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we tour through every episode of the Muppets Mayhem to uncover behind the scenes stories, Easter eggs, and more with the talented cast and crew who helped put the series together. I'm your host, dedicated Mayhead, Joe Hennis. Today, we are talking about track two, True Colors, in which Janice is revealed as a human lie detector and Animal gets a pet goat. This week, we're bringing back a couple return guests and one first timer. First up, he's co-creator and executive producer of Muppets Mayhem. Please welcome Jeff Yorks back to the podcast. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Bravo. Thank you for having me Bravo. back. Bravo. I didn't Bravo. Think Although next up, he's another co-creator and executive producer, as well as the talented performer for the one and only Dr. Teeth. Please welcome Bill Beretta back to the podcast. Hey, Bill. Hello. Hi. How are you? Nice to see you. How are you? How are you? Nice to see you as well. Looking great. Our final guest is an actor best known for his roles on Smart Guy, Full House, and Kim Possible. On Muppets Mayhem, he performs the original Mayhead Moog. Please welcome Taj Mowry to the podcast. Hey, Taj. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Mayhem for life, baby. Mayhem for life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have so much to ask you about Moog. But first of all, I have to tell you, please don't tell the other human cast members. But Moog is my favorite. I love Moog. I love everything your about secret, Moog. Your secret is safe with me. Your secret <laughs> is safe with me. I mean, they're great. Don't get me wrong. But Moog is, is uh, such a fan. But like... Not in a creepy or weird way, which is what I hope that I am when it comes to Muppets. <laughs> no, Bill is shaking his head. No, no, I'm not. No. Okay, well, Aww. I, try. I try to live up to the example. That There's nobody weird. like Taj. I I'm know. sorry. Nobody like Taj. Well, I very much appreciate what you bring to the table uh, as, as a fanatic, as so a mayhead. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Uh, can you tell us what the audition process was like for uh, you coming onto the show? Um, yeah, the audition process, it was very fast. Um, I put myself on tape and then I met with them after shortly after that with um, with the gang and, and we read it again and um, everyone was just so delightful and awesome. And that was it. It was really fast. And um um yeah just from the beginning I knew it was something I wanted to be a part of and um you know Jeff and Bill and Michael they they were just so warm um it was one of the warmest sort of uh uh testing zoom processes I've ever been a part of it was just it didn't feel like it was a test or a or or I was um it, there was there were no nerves because it was just so calm and everyone was so delightful so I enjoyed it but yeah it was pretty fast um, and then we got into uh, the, I think it was about a couple months of the table reads. Um, so yeah, it was very, very quick. We were delighted to meet you, truly. Ah. I that's, mean, that's what the tone was. It was that it was his energy yeah. that made us feel good about being there and, and watching him do this audition in the most absurd situation on a Zoom call. For that kind of energy to come through, I think when we when he was off, we were all like, uh, uh, "Who else is there?" You know, yeah. I think we were really just we kind of all felt it, right, Jeff? Yeah, and I think I don't know if it comes across in the show, but Taj is just such bright energy. Oh my god! It's I think it does come across in the show. In the show. Uh, yeah, um, you're being sarcastic. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, it's just the best. I mean, like, and we just we're all sitting there. I think you maybe 
trying to remember if you did a read with Bill, but or you did your reading and our cameras are off, but we're on just the other side, just smiling with Aww. and for you and like you, you know, like it yeah. really like you just make a room brighter, you know. Thank oh. you, Jeff. <laughs> so good. It's a shame we couldn't use a lot of your stuff in the show. Right. But, I know. But, I know. But the audition but hey. was great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun part. So I know that normally, uh, you know, if someone's going to audition to work on a Muppet project, you know, pre-COVID, uh, there would be some tests to see, like, how do you work with the the puppets? Like, can you work with a puppet? Can you look at the puppet in the eye and not look at the person who's below them? But since I assume that most of this was done virtually over Zoom, um, what was it like being on set or being in the room, whatever room it was, with the puppets for the first time? Was there any kind of learning curve for you? Well, actually, it's funny because the episode True Colors was my, the that first scene that you see me in was my first scene that I shot. Oh. Um, and I was so overwhelmed. Um, I was, because I didn't, like, I didn't have any, like, chemistry read or anything. I didn't, you know, meet the, the, the Muppets beforehand. I was just like, today's the first day at work. Here we go. Like. And I and I step on set and you know we're four feet high. There's animal coming down from the ceiling, and I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> um, what are my lines? Like I like it was it was very overwhelming, but it quickly, um, you know, this is one of those roles that you know I, I keep saying. Of course, I I was acting like I'm not Moog, but parts of Moog I felt, you know, like on being there with these iconic characters that. I grew up watching. Um, so it was easy to sort of step into that. And I think I was able to use some of my overwhelmed energy um, uh, to my advantage to sort of, I, I sort of put that into Mook. So um, it helped me, but I was overwhelmed. <laughs> I was overwhelmed. I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the learn as far as learning curve goes, I, I'd say the, 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 the hardest thing for me was, um, to not look, to learn to not look where the voice is coming from, right? Because like our, our Muppet performers are lower. So, you know, your your eye tends to go where you hear the voice coming from. But I had to sort of remember like, I need to look at the, I need to look at the puppet here. And um, so that was the only sort of learning curve. And then also getting used to the monitors that you're surrounded by. Um, Cause you don't normally get to see yourself while you're doing a scene. Um, so, you know, that was a little weird. I'm like, all right, is my shirt bit? You know, like, you're like, <laughs> looking like it's, um, but but it was very, the joy on set and just the, 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 I was nerding out, let's be real. Like I just, I, and it quickly, I quickly just jumped right in and was able to just go with the flow and enjoy the experience. And it was, it was just so fun. That's great, yeah. Um, you've talked before in interviews about being a big Muppet fan before starting up on this show, uh, and your co-stars, uh, a little bit less so, um, did you feel any responsibility to kind of bring them up to speed and like get them as, as like, you know, geeking out at the same level as you? Um, I think, no, I know because it's very easy to geek out over them. Um, like for someone like Lily, she wasn't really. I mean, she she didn't she didn't know really. She, Lily didn't even know a lot of the songs in the show, so we had really? just, just the we regular like, song. Lily, don't you know who this guest star is? Like, right. come on. which is so good for the character too. Right, which like, is really perfect. Good. 
Um, so, but she, I didn't have to, no, you, you can't help but fan out when you finally are on set and you just instantly begin to love them instantly. So I didn't have to do anything to tell her. She just fell in love on her own. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see uh, uh, her her growth and her love grow for the Muppets while we were shooting. That's lovely. I love that. Um, you were really active throughout the 90s as a young actor um, around the same time as a lot of big Muppet productions, uh, even at like the same networks as well. Um, did you ever cross paths with the Muppets in those years or or at all with Never. the Muppets before Muppets Mayhem? Never. And, mm. it, uh, it, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, I've I've done a lot of Disney things in my in my in my day. And um, I think it was just all leading up to this moment. And I think, again, for Moog, he he has that energy of like anytime he's around them, he's like he's still not used to it. Like he's really just around like he's just so excited. And again, I was able to use that for the character. Um, and I'm kind of glad that I hadn't met any of them before because it was just, it was that much, it was that much cooler for me to experience it all kind of in real time with Moog. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we, the other thing is we did a Kim Possible together. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. But that's not that's Muppets. It. That's though. not Muppets. What were you, yeah. I was a bad guy. I was, uh, um, what the hell was in there? Jackie, I think Jackie the Jackal or something like that. Uh, yeah, oh, I was like the uh, bad guy. It was a wrestling. Voiceover? Yeah, I did the voice for a character in okay. the Kim Possible. Yeah. You've done work outside of the Muppets? <laughs> Shocking <laughs> to me. <laughs> Here and there. Here and uh, there. I, I also have to know, we got to talk about these t-shirts. Uh, because Moog gets the best shirts to wear. You uh, People can't see you right now, but you are wearing a Dr. Teeth uh, and uh, logo t-shirt at the moment um you got the best wardrobe like stuff that i was hoping would be available because i wanted to wear those shirts my, myself uh you got to keep a few of them i assume oh yes i made sure i kept a few of them <laughs> you best believe that my last day on set i was in that wardrobe trailer like i want that one i want that one i want that one this is this was this is my favorite one that moog wore because you can't see it but it's got like this like old vintagey like and and it's so cool because they made all these like for Moog, you know? And so I was like, this is so dope. And every day on set, you know, I walk into my trailer and I'm I'm excited to see what shirt Moog is wearing that day. And in my phone, I have a Muppets folder of literally, I took a selfie of like every shirt that I wore. Um, and it's just, it was so cool for me because, you know, there's there's nothing quite like a band tee, you know, like a just a vintage. Yep. comfortable flowing bansy that you can wear with anything and and now i have multiple of them and it's um it's it's awesome that's great and they fit you they have to fit you they're they're costumes yeah when we were going back and forth with our costume designer she would send samples of stuff and i always respond yes and i'm a size large yeah so, yep and by the end, she just gave me a big stack of them, and I was just like, oh, "Yeah, on jealous. set, there were there were many many uh, crew members. Every single day would be like, what, what, what's the shirt today, Taj? What's the shirt today?'" Um, so it was just, it was cool. It was cool. That's yeah. great. Uh, this might be more of a question for Jeff, but where does the name Moog come from? It's a great question. Um, I mean, we have a wasn't it the wasn't it the amp? What the There's synthesizer? A... The synthesizer, Moog I mean. Synthesizer. So that's, that's also what I was going to ask. Yeah. Because it's commonly referred to as a Moog. 
which is apparently the not not the correct pronunciation. Um, we like the idea of it being a musical, something music related, but it's also hilarious that it's constantly, you know, mispronounced and not necessarily known and also kind of nerdy. But uh, that just it just fit Moog. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, and then we have sort of further back from that uh, where it truly comes from. Um, who knows? Maybe one day we'll find out. Sure. Yeah, uh, maybe I mean, we can't say it now. Yeah, we can't. We're on strike. Uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. oh, this might be a season two thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I, I think I, I mentioned this. I mentioned this once before, but you know, Moog was vaguely based on me as a, just a fan and overzealous and stuff like that. Vaguely. We, vaguely. Well, come on. <laughs> um, come on, Jeff. It was almost disappointing because when we would read stuff in the room, like it was understood. Bill would read The Muppets and I would read Moog. And then all of a sudden Taj shows up <laughs> and I'm replaced. But it was always funny because they were just like, can we make, uh, writing it, can we make Moog, you know, a little cooler, a little more attractive, a little more, uh, so the, yeah. and then Taj shows up. They're like, we got it. You guys got it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into this episode. Uh, in the cold open, uh, the van the band is in the van, and we got our first Easter egg right off the bat. They're driving past a billboard for Doc Hopper's frog legs. Uh, I made that. Jeff that was was that. that that was digital, I assume. Yes, but I, I made it. I recreated it. <laughs> yeah, we weren't allowed to use the original or something, right? Wasn't it something like that, Jeff? We couldn't actually use the original one for some reason, and then you created like yeah, yeah. So I made could. it and uh, in Photoshop yeah. and Illustrator, and so it wasn't yeah, yeah likeness and all that stuff. But it's behind trees. I mean, basically, what it was when you went to re we had to remove the signage, and I was like, okay, well, if you have to remove it, you can replace it with anything, right? Yeah. No, like yeah. I guess so. I was like, okay, here's a here's a pack of sixteen different sign <laughs> things we could use or not use, and they're throughout the show. But anyway, great. Yeah. So now you've you've raised a lot of questions about you know Doc Hopper's still being in business after all these years. <laughs> yeah, That's a good a good point. Well, yeah, it could be. We've we actually said, could it be like the grandson or the great grandson? Right. right? It's it's sure. a, it's a it's a lineage uh, thing. Oh. It's they're still around. All right. Season two, we'll find we'll meet that grandson. Not to give you ideas, but I'm no. giving you ideas. Uh, Animal uh, has made Nora a mixtape. Uh, the tape, of course, is completely unspooled, uh, and uh, of course, and also no one has a cassette player anymore. Although I assume there's probably one in the van. Oh yeah, van. yes. They, yeah. I think Floyd puts a tape in for yeah. when they're banging their heads. Mm -hmm. Oh, is in that the, the tape? Too. There's there definitely yeah. there definitely is cassette player in the basement. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, so Animal also offers Nora mayonnaise, a ladle, a pitchfork, a peacock, a flipper, a bib, the baseball diamond. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a great Easter egg. Uh, and surgery. And he's dressed as a surgeon. He has scalpels in both hands. The most terrifying thing that is in this entire season. I'd like to thank yeah, yeah. for surgery. Yeah. I think I did say surgery. Was, was that me, Jeff? I, yeah, I think so. I, I was baseball I I diamond. surgery. Yeah. yeah, you were definitely baseball diamond. We know you were baseball diamond, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's great. I love that. Um, <laughs> a lot of fun. Okay. So, uh, we catch up with the band at the shack. Uh, we've left on a huge cliffhanger, a literal cliffhanger in the previous episode, and we've gotten through it off screen. That feels like a bit <laughs> of a cheat, but I think I you probably just need to get the story to move on. Right. Yeah. But it's a nice way to include Moog and, uh, and sort of give a natural ish way for him to be there in the opening. 
um, that he rescued him. And he, sure, you how he did it, and explains a lot it's about. It's why his I keep a winch and pulley system on my jeep. It's, exactly, it's, it's and just for that reason. Totally, and he's he's respooling the cassette. So it's playing. yeah, which yes, is one yes, of those things yes. where like you definitely can tell the age of someone if they know what he's doing with the pencil and a cassette. Yes! Totally. Like a little bit younger than me, and maybe people would be like, "What is he like? Uh, he's got a pencil with a." <laughs> I, I don't think understand. I, right, I think I'm right on the cutoff of that. I remember uh, Banner, our prop guy, was like, "You know how to do this, right?" I'm like, "I got you." Oh, <laughs> Banner, he's great. My first cassette tape ever was Vanilla Ice. I got you. Oh, oh my wow. god, great. Yeah, uh, the uh, and and oh the uh, oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Um, oh that hold, that beat where you, where he says. <laughs> what Ramuk says about his pulley system, and he yeah. just we just hold on him. The pause, yeah, you it's do like so a good. so. And so... cool, love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so awkward. This is I I did I I noted this as well because I wanted to praise you for this Taj because your silences are hysterical oh. on the show. Oh. Those little moments where you're just Thank like holding you. it and like keeping that straight eye contact. You. you know, you get what I'm saying, Thank right? You. No, okay, I'll just <laughs> let it go. Yeah. I think it's it's so it's 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 endearing because Mook he really just wants to be heard and seen how he wants to be seen. So he's always just like, right? You heard me, right? Like, okay, no, all right, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'd like, I like I definitely wanted to play those play those uh those silent moments up. I I crave those moments to see him do those when he the, the that awkward guy who's trying to you know fit in. <laughs> It's my favorite thing to watch him do yeah. those. They're so good. It's so sad, Thanks, but it's Bill. like it's so entertaining. It's, it's so great. sad. It's so it really sad. is. My yeah. and even at the even, well, we're not there yet, but at the party, even like she disappears and he's just uh, all right, okay, uh, you know. We wanted to hold on that even longer. It's oh, so good. It's the best. It's just so awkward, and we've all we have all been there, right? All of us have been there. Oh, oh 100%. Oh, all of yeah. Us. I yeah. thought very seen. Yeah. yeah. And and sorry, I'm going to just jump to another scene in another episode, but when <laughs> <laughs> when when he thinks that Sara is talking about oh. JJ and Nora down in the basement oh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we were just talking about that. And, uh you got Oh, that's not what you meant? Oh. That's not that's not. Dude, I mean, no, because we all just uh, same thing in ten, right? In ten, when they're standing oh. in front of the shack, the reshack. Yes. Are, they together? are they together? Do you guys know they're together? Because I just yeah. you know, you'd be calling me, and I just are they? Oh, oh, it's, not, it's not a big deal, but like also like it's kind of a big deal. There's a cut in there because we had to cut it down because we're like, can we be on this for that long? Oh, I wish it was. Oh, that that was the, yeah, episode. that was. The, yeah, I love that. How 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 dare you guys put me on screen like that without my permission? <laughs> that's it's all that is just so like man, that's exactly what I would do in this yeah. situation. Oh, so good. So uh, anyway, um, so Zoot is taking a nap on the couch. Uh, he has one shoe off. The shoe starts to levitate. No hmm. explanation. A little foreshadowing for something we'll see much later on. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Teeth and Floyd are playing pong. Nice to see Pong again. And Janice is so doing uh, acupuncture on lips, uh, <laughs> sticking needles into that puppet. Um, and as you said, Animal is hanging from the ceiling. He kind of jumps in from nowhere above the frame. Uh, can you guys explain how you manage that shot? Like where exactly is Eric Jacobson? Yeah, he's uh, 
there's two ladders on either side of the frame and there's a board that goes across the top and uh, they secured him safely with something above to one of the beams, but he's laying on that plank and he drops his arm down into frame and then pulls it back up. So basically he's just laying on his stomach and reaching over to get him into the shot upside down. Yeah. It seems simple. I just, it's one of my favorite things about our, this show is because a simple shot, well, not simple, but a, a shot as quick as that, so much goes into it. And it's like, you, you know, it's so seamlessly done, you wouldn't even realize so much work went into it, but it's just a testament to to, to the, the crew. And that was super cool for me. And like I said, literally my first day on set, and I'm just like, wow, like Eric's right there. Let's yeah. go down, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? Maybe I'm wrong about the ladders. That may be old school, what we used to do. I'm trying to remember. Maybe there was something that was actually a little bit more sturdy. I remember I he both... was on like a full like bed. Like he was on was like a, a bed, steel bed. Like, right. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, I think it was supported on each side from the bottom. I don't think we hung it from the top. I, no. I'm trying to, right? So there was something. Anyway, our, our key grip, Bodie has worked with the Muppets for so many years. He comes up with these amazing rigs and things that are safe and strong and make sense and quick. Like his team is so amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that idea anyway, whether it was ladders or some sort of structure that held it up, it was still something like that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Nora is uh, talking a big talk about what she's doing for the band. She's feeling calls from sponsors and producers. And every time she spouts out one of these lies, Janice sneezes and she stabs lips with the acupuncture needle. And he does a little, a little jump. He sees a little noodle arms flail a little bit. Um, and Moog is the only one who recognizes that Nora is lying. Uh, and yes. you do such a good job of finding that balance between like still being really excited. Like you want to produce this album and like, we, like I want to make sure that happens, but also like, I got to call you out on your BS. Yes. And it was, it's for me, that was some of the coolest stuff to play with Moog is that, you know, he knows about Janice's, he knows that she does that when she does, you know what I mean? So you could see in the scene, he's like, hold up, something's not mm. right. She's sneezing, you're, I know all these producers you're talking about and they're not around. So how are you? Um, and yeah, it's that balance of like, hey, one, this girl's pretty, right? She's pretty um, and she's here helping my favorite band, but she's maybe not here for the right reason. So I need to like figure this out because I don't, even though you're pretty, I don't want you around if you're not here for the right reason. Right, totally. So um, that's what that scene is all about, him trying to find his way in to how he can help. And yeah, I know what you're doing, but I want to help you. Um, and 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 yeah, finding those little beats of like, because Moog knows, he understands what Lips is talking about when he's mumbling. He just knows. So uh, she can't, you can't, you can't fool Moog. You can't not fool Moog. <laughs> That is can true. I, yeah. Joe, can I ask Taja a quick question about, of course. was it really helpful to have a sense of where, because we got to write the scripts ahead of time, right? That's not always the case. Was that helpful to have those scripts to know where you're kind of headed? So for example, like, because we shot out of, out of order so much, right? So that you knew that in your mind that Janice was allergic. And so you could make that adjust and have that part of your, Right, your perspective on all of it was that yes. to have all those. He was gonna, you know, something. Oh my gosh, with Nora. The, I had never been a part of a show where we were able to 
literally hash out all 10 episodes before even stepping foot onto the set. And even though they went through changes, just like every TV show does, it goes through changes as you're going, it was still that main gist. And that helped tremendously because especially for Moog, he has such an arc um, of being sort of, um, you know, a super fan then sort of fighting to be heard and wanting this girl to see him as this leading man type thing. Mm. Um, there, there's, there was a, a journey to get to there. And I remember when we were shooting the last three episodes, I was constantly reminding myself. And, and even when we were doing um, ADR, um, mm. his tone switches because he's more comfortable speaking to her. I remember, Bill, we were doing ADR in the very last episode when, when they're on the bus. Yeah. And I was, I had done the line, but it was kind of like Moog, earlier and Early. so we had to shift it because it's like no he's comfortable now so yeah, yeah that helped tremendously and shooting out of order is very 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 hard mm -hmm. but again when you have the whole the whole thing laid out and you know where the journey's going it's easier to fit yeah so yeah bill that helped a mm -hmm. lot yeah interesting yep it's like a big long movie right yeah. In yes a way. yeah so we see the mayhem on the roof of the shack. This is a new set. We, we had not been here before. Uh, and Zoot has a list of their song ideas. Uh, it's toothpaste, Jordan Allman's imitation crab meat. Uh, but that's the shopping list. Uh, and then he flips it around in a little, nice little neat little uh, puppetry trick. I don't know if it's just a <laughs> rod that's turning, but it looks yeah, very natural that he turns that wrist uh, yeah. that I'm sure most people don't notice those things. Uh, and on the other side of the list is Pizza Bagels, Nine Volt Batteries, Meatless Meatballs, and Fritos, which all sound like great mayhem songs. I would listen to any of those. <laughs> uh, Jeff, can you can you please write those? Done. And done. <laughs> great. That exterior shot uh, before it goes up to the roof, that shot that pushes in and goes up to the roof, um, that didn't that wasn't an actual shot that we did. The shot began at the roof's edge, just below it, and panned up, and then found them. But we felt like we needed an establishing thing. And Jeff was like, how can we, you know, is there a shot we can use? Is there something we could push it? I don't know. How much time did you, do you think you spent, Jeff, kind of doing notes or trying to get that move? Because it was all digitally done. Uh, yeah. I mean, it we was went back so and forth well a number of times. Well, we wanted to, yeah. We knew we were also going to see that roof again. And originally we were going to see it at the end of the episode. But right. um, yeah, uh, we had to we want to establish it up on the roof. So we have to start a little lower and how much time do you want to spend on the ground? So, you know, it's also one of the first times we're seeing the shack, I think right. from the exterior. That close. Yeah. yeah. That, that um, close. Yeah. And it was great. That move they created and the yeah. effects was really so cool. worked out great. Yeah. yeah. At the grocery store, Animal comes in with a cart full of Fritos because it was on the list. And uh, it's a nice little bit of product placement, I, I presume. Uh, no? Was that just, you just decided what Fritos We just wrote it. Yeah, I don't remember if it was a thing with Fritos or not. It was well, I think the good people at Frito Lay owe you a little bit of money. Yeah, somebody's a little bit, yeah. <laughs> they must have cleared it. I are they owned it. by Utz? No, are they no, that's a different <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you uh did you film in a real grocery store for that, or is that a, a like a digital it's a market smaller, smaller market uh kind of place, grocery. I want to point out one other thing in the episode. Uh, there, yeah. There's sort of a running gag of beeping in the episode. Uh, and it goes from, uh, it's Pong. So beep, beep. Then they're ringing up groceries. Beep, beep. And then later, we find Janice in the hospital with beep, 
<laughs> wow. Did not did not pick up on that. And it's, if you if you listen carefully, it's a Morse code. And I'll I'll let listeners figure out what exactly <laughs> is uh, the beep running on. It's just yeah. a letter E over and over and over again. Over and over. Yeah. That's it. We we should have had Zoot at the end go beep. <laughs> that would have made it. Oh, it's so obvious. That's what they were doing. Oh, they were yeah. beeping the whole time. Yeah. Uh, over at uh, Waxtown Records, Nora is frantically calling producers and getting nowhere. Um, and she has this list of producers and she's kind of not, knocking them out one by one, including Pharrell, Dr. Dre, Missy Elliott, Mark Ronson, and more. Uh, I noticed one of those names uh, is Linda Perry from Four Non Blondes. And she's also the executive mu- uh, music producer for Muppets Mayhem. Uh, and she wrote a few songs and is performing on a few songs as well. Yep. Nice little Easter egg there. Totally. Yeah, did she know about sure. that before you did it, or was that supposed to be a little surprise for her? I think it was a surprise I think for we her. Told I her. she knows. Yeah. Uh, maybe she still doesn't. I don't know if she's watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope <Yeah>. she has. <laughs> I'm sure she's delighted. I hope so. Uh, Penny comes out of her office. She just finished a meeting with JJ. And this is the first time we're seeing JJ played by Anders Holm. Uh, and he's uh, on the tech money side of the business. He's got a new streaming music app uh, and he wants to buy Waxtown Records. Um, Who just had also... a birthday. Happy birthday, Anders. Happy, hey, birthday, happy Anders. birthday. He's so uh, good. Or Thank happy you. birthday coming up because it's now a few weeks after his birthday when this thing gets released. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> See you next year. And, uh, he uh, uh, he also offers for uh, for Nora to run the company after he buys it and kind of whispers, I love you under his breath. Uh, there's a lot going on with this guy of what he wants. <laughs> is he good? Is he bad? Um, how does he feel about her? Is it good intentions or, or weirdly toxic? Uh, yeah. And there's there's a lot to, to come from JJ. Uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to unpacking that. Um, did you get along with him well? Taj? No, Taj, you didn't like him. I because you have a rivalry. Under, a I bit, literally so. was just I literally was just with him the other day. Like I love that <laughs> dude. Uh, he's so and I was a fan before. I was a huge workaholics fan. So to be able to uh to to be able to act alongside him and sort of be like an arch an arch and nemesis type situation was really fun for me. But again, it's the journey, right? Because Moog at his core is a super fan. He knows all things music. So he sees this guy and he's like, wait, this guy is cool until he's not anymore. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love Anders. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So great. So funny. Just so dry. His sense of humor is amazing. Incredible. That I love you under his breath had me oh rolling. It's so good. That must have been in the script, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it, it seems like an ad lib. It seems like he just did it in the no, moment. No, scripted. That's, so that's how great he is. Yeah. And then he does, uh, nope. Nope, nope, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was one of my, I think I think Anders did so well with that because you kind of see in, in his awkward moments, similarities between him and Moog, how they are Ooh. both awkward at their core. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, th- that was kind of fun for me to, because, uh, you know, I wasn't there in the scenes I'm not in with him, obviously. So to be able to see him play his part and, um, he's just trying to be seen and heard just like Moog is. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Nora definitely has a type. Nora definitely is yes, drawn exactly. to the... <laughs> I, I was going to yeah. say, because we get a little bit of backstory here that he used to be the the sweaty office bagel boy. And, yeah. you know, later on in another episode, we'll we'll see, you know, Nora and JJ together 
when he was that bagel boy. And mm. Moog is also not that he's sweaty and not that he's a bagel boy, but he's that same kind of awkward and, and you know, needs to kind of grow up a little bit uh, mm. in the same industry. They're all in the same music industry. So like, this seems like the kind of guy that Nora would want to be with and they can kind of grow together in mm-hmm. season two, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not putting ideas in your head, but we'll see. No idea. Yeah. Uh, so the mayhem is throwing another party. Uh, and this one is, as Janice says, uh, there was a sale on orchids. So she weaved some flower necklaces. Next thing she knew, it's an all-inclusive Icelandic, Oceanic, Pan-Atlantic, Coconut Bra, Malibu beach party, respectfully representing every continental and coral archipelago. That's a hard word to say. In the world. And Dr. Written G- by Adam Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Um, Shout <laughs> out Adam, man. No, are we allowed? Can we? <laughs> I don't as, know, but he wrote that. As funny as that is, it only works because Dr. Teeth goes, it's a pool party. Like, very, so matter-of-factly. <laughs> Hysterical. I'm, I don't know. Not, okay, so basically, uh, we were told, you know, a luau, you have to be culturally sensitive. Um, there are all these different people can get upset. If you're and then if you're gonna mischaracterize it in some way, shape, or form, and it's Adam who was just like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and really, I'm gonna upset. So let's upset. Let's upset no one by address making it for everyone. Everybody, yeah. And he just <laughs> sent this out, and and the notes back were okay. Yeah, it was, and it, it's funny. It's, it's so great. Funny. Uh, yeah, I love. I love when someone can take what seems like a limitation and turn into an opportunity. And this totally. is a great example <laughs> of that. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. it's a really solid joke. Uh, we also see animal fire breathing. <laughs> yes. How? As he's one how, to do that, as, as animal, I, I'm not surprised that animal would fire breathe. What I want to know is how did animal fire breathe? <laughs> he does. He just does. You have to ask. He just him. does. Fair. Yeah. All right. Something. Uh, I think uh, it's something he learned for the show. So I, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. But it did come naturally. That's the weird thing. Yeah, it, that wasn't a big deal for him. Yeah, he probably had to graduate from fire eating, which feels like a very animal know. thing. Yeah. Fire eating, fire you can't belching. get much out of him, even if you ask. You don't really get an answer. <laughs> Nora starts lying to everybody again. She says everyone's doing great. All the producers are calling. They booked the Hollywood Bowl. What an exciting thing! Janice is sneezing and sneezing and sneezing. She passes out. Uh, the solid joke here that I love is Zoot saying she looks yellow. <laughs> Yeah, I love that too. He improvised that. We we actually went. We actually shot that. We knew. Actually, didn't we go back to shoot? That's that? a reshoot. Yeah, yeah. You're talking and, about the looking up shot. Feel yeah, me? looking down at her. Yeah, looking up at them. We actually shot it outside of the stages where we shot all of the um, the desert, the virtual wall stages. Really? Yeah, we went outside to the parking lot, but uh, beneath a tree. And we just gathered around this camera that was pointing up and we just did several versions of them leaning in, but then Dave threw the thing in about she's yellow. And I think I we didn't even know it. that that was a reshoot. And yeah, then, well, crazy. we did both ways. Yeah. We thought you could, cause we had to have them in the right places. Right. So we did the version where it was them from coming up from the bottom and then coming in from the top to see which would work better, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was outside. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. This is great. I'm learning so much. I didn't even yeah. know. Tosh, did any of your scripts uh, have Moog saying uh, Mayhead fun fact? Or Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mo- that was a. Uh, he's 
I, I ended up not saying that ever, right? Yeah. That was another one of the things. But yeah, that, that was in that was like a that was like Moog's like thing for yeah, a while. Like like every episode yeah. he would say that. Yeah. Mm. And you still do give things. I mean, certainly in seven, you're there with all the facts, but it was uh it was right. deemed unattractive. It was too geeky. I just don't. I know. I don't announce every fact anymore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You <laughs> had this information. It's just, but to announce it as a mayhem fun fact, uh, yeah. was too much. Well, it turns out that Janice is allergic to all forms of fraudulent falsities and general general malarkey. Oh wow, that's another thing, hard thing to say. General hmm. malarkey. Uh, she's saying lies, lies, but Zoot thinks that she's saying lice. <laughs> they all start itching. Uh, yeah. And uh, they assume someone must be lying to them. Uh, Nora's not coming clean, so Moog does. And you admit so that good. you had not been to every Mayhem show. You got Pink Eye in 2014. You missed the show in New Jersey. The band is aghast. Can't and I love this because like, you're like, I'm going to do the right thing. You jump in. And there's almost that moment where you're like, was that the right thing? And you kind of look toward Nora. Be like, I saved you. Now you save me. She's not biting Nope. she's actually right. doubling down i think he was just trying he was yeah he was trying to make he was trying to give her a little nudge like hey i'm admitting something i've done why don't it's your turn now this is really your fault so um but yeah no she wasn't uh she didn't uh -huh. she didn't want to do it nope. yeah. <laughs> too, uh, another great too, example yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another great example of Moog who like you just you're able to say so much with like just widening your eyes a little bit and making yeah. direct eye contact with somebody Terrific. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then out of nowhere, Animal shows up with another gift for Nora. It's a goat. It's Darren, the goat. Darren, yeah. Yep. Uh, what a what a choice to have a real life goat on set for for this. Was were there any issues with having a goat around the Muppets? No. They didn't try to eat. He didn't try to eat the Muppets or anything like that. No, actually, Darren was very actually. I'll give it a. Darren was a female. Right. <laughs> what was her name again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Karen. Karen. Uh, I I can't remember. Uh, but she was so sweet. I remember so leaving sweet. work because I later in the episode, obviously, I'm walking Darren. Um, yeah. but I remember like going to work that day, and I was like kind of nervous because I had never worked with a goat before, and I was like, oh, right. "What are goats like?" <laughs> like <laughs> I remember driving home from work that day. I was missing the goat. I was like, oh, like I had a fun time with you. Yeah. So you adopted the so, goat, of course. That's the end yeah. of that story. Yeah. Now you want well, to go. The goat's actually here right now. <laughs> it, she was super sweet. <sighs> and she she actually didn't want to leave. Uh, it took Lily a bit to get like her to, to go. It off. Yeah. yeah. She had to kind of keep where It took us a little while just to get <laughs> Darren to leave. But she was in trouble with the puppets or anything like that. Or going potty. Sure. Yeah. That didn't happen. We were okay. Oh, it did not that. happen? No. Wow. I never saw it. That's a professional goat. Yes. Right. Yeah. Her handler her handler was spot on. Yeah. Nice. So Hannah has some advice for Nora. She says uh, a lie is just an untruth waiting to be made real. So she's just gotta, you know, make those lies real. Uh so one of the lies that she told was that Zed is uh, is going to produce a new album. So she goes looking for him in Runyon Canyon. Is this actually Runyon Canyon? I don't know anything about Southern Not California the actual geography. One. Not where we shot it, but it yeah. looks similar. 
Fair enough. Uh, by the way, uh, here's a mayhem fun fact. Uh, we stopped production. We were uh, we were writing, but we saw on the monitor the uh, the toilet seat, and it did not look enough like a uh, an airplane window. So we halted production. Adam did one of his rare uh, storming down to the set and said, "No, we can't do this." And they had to hurry out and find a different toilet seat that looked more like a uh, um, an airplane window. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. Did you end up taking it from like the restroom on set? They got one really quick. I, I didn't want to. Oh, uh, that's how you got a quick Taj's one. Trailer. They probably had a few of them, and that's yes, the one they chose. And they, you know, had trailer. An that's a whole I, other conversation. When I say he stormed out, oh God, I'm so polite and kind, and does it in a just a you know an urging kind of way. But uh, yeah, there's just something that had to be remedied. So we meet Zed. Uh, the producer, uh, he uh, seems very game uh, for the show, but he's obviously not a professional actor. Uh, did you have any, like, were you, were you trying to push him a little bit just to kind of fit the show a little bit more, or were you just letting him do his own thing? No, he, uh, he just wanted to do whatever, you know, uh, he wanted any help he could get, any advice, any, he was really a sweet guy. And very natural. I, I thought he was just himself, you know, sure. and, and kind of glad that he didn't try and act, you know, he was pretty straightforward with everything and, and didn't play it up to try and be something that wasn't himself. So I, I appreciated am- that. Yeah, and what's it was amazing is he was, because uh, it's a, a couple of episodes, he was there for uh, quite a few days. Yeah. Um, and just from what I saw, just totally generous with his time and oh my gosh, a nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, um, it's crazy because I, I can call him by his name now. His name's Anta, not because I know him right. now, you know? That's right, that's and, right. Um, it was just, you know, like like Jeff said, he was probably, out of all the uh, guest stars, was there the longest. Um, so we got to hang out with him a lot. And um, yeah, he was just a cool, he's just a nice dude. Like he's just, yeah. and just game, just game to play, like just ready to, like Bill was saying, he was, yeah, he was great. Yeah. Try anything. He was just great. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That's what you want out of a celebrity guest star. Can I just say while Taj is here, another favorite moment that I have <laughs> yeah, really right. close is when Taj is in the booth. It's in a different episode. Oh Taj my is God. in the booth and, and uh, Zed turns back to him and to Moog and he says, Hey, can oh. you record? And the pause and the realization of what just happens to Moog and Moog goes, yes. <laughs> it's like even a slight stammer, right? Yeah, he's just like, yes. yeah, I can, I can do it's that. Like, he's so it's nervous. Like, it's, a, it's a big moment. A big oh moment, my God. Man. Such a great moment. Such a Again, great moment. how dare you put me on screen like this? Like that. Was wow. <laughs> so good. Exactly true to form. Just so sweet. Yeah. So uh, Nora is desperately trying to get Zed to to participate, but Animal shows up. It turns out that Zed and Animal go way back, uh, and uh, you know they say hello, but then Zed runs off one way, Darren the goat runs the other way, and Penny at the same time is getting texts from. I'm sorry, Pen, um, Nora's getting texts from Penny at the same time, mm-hmm. waiting for her to pick her up at the hospital. It's a lot at once, right? Because earlier, right. Earlier, she has that moment with Penny where Penny says, you know, she's getting her toes done or whatever. And she's getting her face done. 
No, no, but I mean in that scene, she's having oh, her in the scene, toes done. she's getting a, a pedicure. pedicure after JJ, yeah. right? And she says, I'm gonna go have this uh, thing tomorrow. Yeah, sure. this procedure. Okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, me up. right, right. Uh, so Nora runs to the hospital. Uh, and it turns out Janice has been admitted to the same hospital. She, like Moog is waiting there for her at the at the uh, at reception. Uh, and we get a great uh, audio Easter egg here. We hear someone saying, "Paging Doctor Osnowitz." Jeff, yeah, threw that one in there. That must have been Jeff. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Uh, as we all know, Frank. that's that's Frank Oz's uh, uh, last name, his original yeah. last name, uh, and he's a doctor now. Congratulations, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> Past med school. He did it. He did it. He did it. Uh, you did it. So, <laughs> the uh, the band is can I, passive sorry, aggressively. Can I mention one little? Can I mention something for yeah. like since we're this is you know Muppets and and yeah. puppeteers listening and people trying you know going to do try things and learn things about puppetry. There's a shot that I think is really simple that you really don't think about, and I think the way it's designed you don't even notice, and it's a, just a real simple little trick, which is. When it cuts to the hospital and Nora and Animal approach, right? They're running towards the desk. You have to think about, well, how do we hide Eric in this situation and not make him too low, right? So he looks too small. And and there's just, I just put a stack of hospital folders, but there's also an opening between the hospital folders and whatever the receptionist is using. It's like a computer or something. It's just a little gap. And that's where Eric found the hole for Animal's body. But you don't put together that there's somebody down there, right? You know, because the folders are kind of hiding it, but it feels like you're seeing through. And mm. I just thought it just worked really well. You just don't think about it. It feels very natural. It's one of those things that just feels like, oh, well, he's just coming in. Yeah. You know? I love that. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a cool, that was a cool day for me to be on set because that was you know, we shot on location sometimes, but a lot of the times we were on the studio where, you know, we're able to build the sets up high, but this was an actual location where you can't build the sets up high. So for me, I was able to like, see how the Muppets work in a real life environment. And like, mm. it blew my mind, you know, seeing David like in the hospital bed, like literally underneath Under the bed, like for <laughs> hours. For yeah. hours, I'm like, are you good, bro? Like, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, that day was so cool for me to see. Because I remember Eric was on my little rolly. On the rolly, the rolly yeah. I should have mentioned yeah. that. He, that's what he was on because we were in a real place. Yeah, And this was so the cool. first on-location day. Hmm. Um, was it really? So it was all day wow. at the hospital. And then um, and then the second scene, which is next, with Janice in the hospital room. And then right. it was... Uh, it's only rock and roll, but I like it. We shot in the park. Oh, that's right. That yeah. night. This was the first, uh, it was a Friday night. It was a Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a long night. I remember long that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, in the hospital, uh, the band seems to be passive aggressively kind of blaming Moog for putting Janice in the, in the hospital. And Nora finally comes clean, admits she's been lying the whole time. And the second she does that, Janice bolts up and she feels amazing. Mm. I wish, I wish I could feel that. <laughs> that without, That's my you know. favorite Janice line. You all look amazing. <laughs> wow, you're amazing. This is amazing. David's so good. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. Um, and like you said, like being stuck under there. He's so good. Stuck through this bed that has no Blew space. My mind. Oh my God. I also God. love how Matt's, um, 
Matt Stone directed the scene with Moog just being so small in the background. Mm. Just, uh, right. The yeah, status thing. The He's on the outs and it's Nor that has to come forward and fess yeah. up. Um, smart direction. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and Nora kind of runs off, but as she's going off, we hear Floyd. This sounds all like it was not scripted, but Floyd tells Janice that Lips thought that she had died. And you died. This is the first right. in a running gag for Lips that he thinks that people have died, which is yep. hysterical. And yeah. and if this was an ad lib, then that's you know it was. great. It was, yeah. Uh, either that's that's that unintentional died or that they haven't died yet yeah something about death lips <laughs> yeah. goes right to death and he just consistently and i mean we heard this and we're like well that's day it's the it's Great. hilarious you know yeah. that was yeah. hysterical yeah nora finds penny and uh, her head is all wrapped up in gauze including her glasses which <laughs> is <laughs> a great <Yeah>. visual <laughs> and uh she's in a wheelchair so can you explain to me where leslie is in that scene she's on underneath we we opened up we opened up the whole bottom of it, you know, got everything out of the way and created a little seat in there for her <clears> down below. Um, so she's just, she's under it, you yeah. know, not, not the easiest place to be. She has to have a monitor in her lap and all of that, but you know, I mean, it's, it could be worse, but she, oh, she sure, had yeah. a, she had a seat and we tried to make her as comfortable as possible, but yeah, she's right under, right under Penny. Yeah. It's just one of those weird things like you, you were talking about with the hospital bed where, you know, number one, we're not supposed to think about where the puppeteers are. So I often forget to think about it. And number yeah. two, when you see the shot, when you see her like wheeling the wheelchair and you think about there's a whole human being in there, <laughs> like how? Well, that's how big it's Penny impressive. is. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. Penny, I, yeah, Penny, that I remember the first time I saw, I was like, oh, and then Leslie explaining <laughs> how she has to get it on. Like if there's like a, it's almost like a backpack, and then it's it like is, a, yeah. it's. Yeah. I don't know backpack how she did that. A, a rod that goes up and supports her, and because she's doing her left hand as well, she does her left live left hand, and she's doing her body and her head, and yeah, it was tricky in the wheelchair for sure, but she managed to pull it off. It looks great. Back at the shack, the band is still kind of shook over this revelation <laughs> that show business is steeped in lies, uh, but Zoot assures them we'll always have used car salesmen and politicians can i uh, uh <laughs> before we get into the scene this scene uh every once in a while when you're in production you have to make uh compromises due to time and or budget and this and those hurt um and this was the only one of the few compromises that i think made the show better and it was a time constraint right bill we didn't have access this scene was supposed to take place on the roof oh yeah um, right yeah and um we were I don't remember what the complication was. We didn't have the roof. We were going to take down the roof set, which we yeah. later see. Yeah, um, we had, so I don't like, think do we you, had you, what? I don't think we had the roof yet. Um, because I think we shot this before we did the roof. I maybe. And they're like, really, truly, do you guys need this? Can you think of this scene that again was supposed to take place on the roof? Can yeah. you think of another way to do this? Um, and we're like, well, what's what's easy? They're like, obviously, anything in the shack is easy. And so that's when, we, and you know, she, they were going to sing True Colors on the roof, which is nice. But then we came up with, wait a second, what if during this whole scene, they're setting up lava lamps? Like seriously, get the most lava lamps you could possibly get. And let's set that up so that when she does sing True Colors, that all of a sudden all those lava lamps light up and visually it'll be gorgeous. And, mm. you know, they'll literally- That scene, I must admit that- that scene made me tear up. I'm not even. Oh, lying. me too. It oh was my God. just. 
it was I was like, okay, this is this I'm crying. Okay. Totally. Yeah, I mean, between, me no, between yeah. Lily's performance, which is so genuine and real, and then David's performance on the song. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's just it's gorgeous. And then the just the the comedy beats within the heartfeltness, like, oh, you're still singing. Okay, you know what I mean? It was just like yeah. Yeah. It was so well done. Like, and I'm just like, this show is so special. It was another one of those late nights too. Um, and I just remember going to the set and Lily was just there just doing, I mean, it was all in the band and she was just there to feed her lines. It's like 1130, 1230. She was so professional and so mm -hmm. good and not a complaint. Truly didn't have to be there, but she was, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it was just I like, have something to say about that, actually, that people should because you guys as as the Muppet performers, you don't really need our eye line. Like you're not looking at like, you know what I mean? But if you're not in the shot, if, if, right. if, if you're doing coverage of us looking at someone. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we as an actor, we want to be there to like because it's so like, again, we constantly are forgetting that they're that you know bill is under there or that david is under, you know what i mean like we're like no i want to i want to be in this scene fully with this with this with this muppet and it's just yeah. that was an example of um i'm sure with lily how she just loved being there while you yeah. guys were doing your coverage because it's just so cool to watch well yeah i mean and that's you know not everybody does uh you know there's certainly a lot of instances where people don't feel that they need to be there and, and yes. it's really helpful yes. for us because you never know what can happen too. you know on your coverage somebody could do something that sparks something new that you didn't do right so exactly it applies to people as well as muppets it's also very technical so like you know in this scene for example you know zoot had to turn and take that picture and the way we did the polaroid was with like this remote app right that just caused it to go off mm. and sometimes that would not go off or sometimes the flash wouldn't show up on the 24 frames per second recording. So you have yeah. to make sure that you get that flash at that moment. And again, just patience of everyone, you know, on the crew, working, cast, Lily, everyone, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. just trying to get the best thing. Um, I have a collection of all of Zoot's Polaroids somewhere. <laughs> just all the real ones that fell out of that camera. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Talking about the roof, I don't think we did shoot the roof yet because it was a one-off still until we did that. They were going to play on the roof at the end of uh, seven, seven. I think then we built the roof because we thought, well, we have two scenes now that we can shoot on that swing set. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, was it just like a it, time thing? Were they still building think, the roof? Yeah. I don't think we had the roof yet. Okay. And so, so it was about, well, how can we, cause it's not ready yeah. and we need to shoot out this episode is there a song? Can you help us? Can we you yeah. know, find a way to do this scene now? I mean, and truly, I, it honestly makes the episode better. I mean, yeah. true colors yeah. and seeing all those colors, those lava lamps and the lens yeah. flares. And yeah. It's it's a beautiful scene. And it's what I love about it is like it's it's a sweet song with the, the lava lamps. It feels like such an easy, I don't know how easy it was for you, but like an easy practical, like we're just doing a little music video here without lots of cuts, special effects, weird puppetry tricks, whatever. And like, cause we don't need that with a great mayhem song. Um, 
Yeah. And I do want to talk a little bit about uh, about the song and about Cindy Lauper, who originally recorded Shoe Colors, uh, who she doesn't have much of a Muppet connection. She appeared on a Sesame Street direct-to-video once. Um, we found some photos of her with Rizzo the Rat, but we have no idea what they're from. Muppet Magazine? She wasn't in Muppet Magazine, but Heather Henson is on Muppet Magazine dressed as Cindy Lauper. So it's not Cindy oh. Lauper herself. <laughs> well, that's... That's the connection, clearly. That's, That's the, the big connection. Right there. That's it. <laughs> um, and True Colors, the song, uh, is uh, featured on the 2015 Muppet sitcom. It's revealed that Fozzie Bear cries every time he hears the song. Uh, and uh, Ricky Lindholm sings it it's, at one point. Um, and it also uh-huh. appears in a yeah. Sesame Street live show called Elmo's Coloring Book. Uh, I'm huh. kind of curious to hear that. That's the reference we were going for. <laughs> That's what you're going for. You're like, everyone's going to get uh-huh. this is from Elmo's Coloring yeah. Book. Yeah. Uh, and I believe yes, it's, it's Sesame Street thing. Live. Am I right? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. It's pronounced Live. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Nora takes the band on a hike. Uh, we're back in the uh, in the park. Uh, Moog is walking Darren. You get your Darren moment here. And uh, Hannah points out that Nora might start to might be uh, uh, falling for the awkward guy. Uh, and she says he's not my type. And then we hear Janice sneeze. So uh, we're planting some seeds I... here love it i love it this yeah. is my favorite part of the whole show i'm like girl you know you like move yeah <laughs> <laughs> so were you move taj were you walking with darren the goat on the hill yes yeah. not for the not for the actual pool part yeah but but yeah i was really yeah that's why i was like i had anxiety that day i'm like how do you walk a goat <laughs> Like, how do you walk a goat? Bill, it seems yeah. like the goat walks you, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the goat was great. <laughs> Checklist. You, what other animals have you worked with? I've worked with a goat. Oh, I've worked with the chimp. Oh. Um, I've worked with a goat, obviously dogs. Um, babies aren't animals, but I've worked with babies. They uh, there's a joke on set where people say never work with babies or pets. Yeah. So I just <laughs> but, but I enjoyed all of my experiences working with with, uh, <laughs> with babies. Um, for six seasons of Baby Daddy, I was surrounded by babies. Oh my um, god! But yeah, not not too many not too many animals though. Animal? Yes. You worked with that animal. animal. That is the animal. He's the yeah. he's the only one that matters. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, maybe season two will have another real life animal for you to check off your list. There you go. A what animal, animal would you not want to work with? Out of curiosity, <laughs> I, I am, I do not like snakes. So, like, I just cannot. No, Jeff, don't, Jeff, Jeff. This is <laughs> right when you ask me that, I'm like, why am I exactly. answering this question? Why would you say that? This question? <laughs> but we we were just talking about uh, um, no, wait, uh, in another episode, Later a different episode. episode um, when they go to the desert, we had that running thing with you and animal and the snake, right? That it got was, cut. It was so. I, I yes, it's sad that it got cut, but it was so fun to shoot. Like it's totally fine. Great. Like you know what I mean? Those were my. My favorite moments, and I realize, you know, when you're doing a, a you know, a, a half hour show, not everything will be able to be, you know, used. But there were so many moments where we were doing things in the background. <laughs> There's one with the popcorn. Oh, yeah. The popcorn. Um, yeah. Me and Animal. You guys great. show, we kept a little bit of that. A that little bit. Nice oh, that's great. Yeah. Sort of eyeing the popcorn as I'm but putting the, it in. The, <laughs> the, the snake thing is great because you're like, 
the snake thing's ready to be like, what do you got there, buddy? What is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yep. <laughs> so back to this episode. Uh, everyone gets to the top of the hike. We get this beautiful view of Los Angeles. Uh, and of course, it looks a little smoggy because that's how Los Angeles looks all the time. Yeah. Um, Lips's phone rings. And his uh, ringtone is the uh, do 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 part of Manamana, and he answers the phone mm-hmm. and he says Manamana, which is a great little Easter egg for the fans. I think most people probably got that one. Oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah, it's for Nora. It's Karma calling. Who could it be? I don't know. It's a cliffhanger. Disney Plus is gonna love this, and that's where we end our episode. You know that shot of the city of LA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the the line. Jeff, what's the line? With that's that. Uh, it's um, something like you couldn't say this. Says. You couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't make this a, a green screen. It's literally something about a green screen. Yeah, and it and that is a green screen shot. <laughs> yes, I remember is. that. Remember, yeah. Yes, yes. At the at the premiere, I remember laughing at that. I was like. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, the deep irony of her, like, come on, Hannah, get out away from your green screen and live a little. Yeah. Um, only to do it. But and here's the thing: when we first saw it, you know, our editors just comped it, like you could just key it out, like you know, in the avid, and do like a dirty comp, and it was the worst thing. Yeah, look ever seen. And we're like, <laughs> oh god, how are we gonna do this? But again, yeah. you give it to soapbox and amazing, and it looked pretty magical. Yeah, add a little bit yeah. of smog. That's what. That's how you yes, do it. Totally. That's well, how you mask real. it. Oh, that's right. Much more than that, but it's great. Yeah. yeah. I had a running thing with Taj that <laughs> he was so patient <clears throat> and put up with me. But I knew I could do it because of how good he is. Right. So I knew right away this guy, he's fine. He's given us goal. Like every take is great. There's always something new. It's always really good. So I made it my business <laughs> to, uh, I, I would kind of be next to the camera kind of watching and he would do this <laughs> take and then I would go what? like 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 what is going on what what was that and I'd well, walk I, away you, need, Bill, you wouldn't even Bill you wouldn't you need to really say what you because sometimes he right. wouldn't even be there he would come <laughs> from his chair and come right next to the camera and be like bruh yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> or even just Sometimes more subtle, just like during the tape. Yeah, just shaking my head. No, like this is not working. It was you great. Know. It was great. I loved every second of it. Bill. I freaking love it. Oh, it was fun. You put up I'm so with glad because that, that would give me anxiety out my ears. Love, like, ha ha! What a good oh. joke. It is a joke, right? It's a joke. That's just. Yeah. But from 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 day one. The, that's just yeah. how the cast and the crew were, you know, like, and you know, you can't, you got to be on your toes around the Muppets, man. you know what I mean? Like you have to be <laughs> on your toes and, and you know, I, I, I knew that going into it. And so I love that. I love it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it makes so it fun. Taj, what was your favorite scene to shoot? Oh my, oh, oh, easy. Um, my, uh, my, uh, the uh it's the desert episode where i i'm in the van and i have animal and lips um uh, on on me for like that to me what i look at that picture now in my phone and i'm just like i posted it actually it's just it's it's like all my dreams like to have like 
to have animal and lips just nuzzling and fun fact i know this not this mayhem fun fact um it's not this Ooh, it's not this they were right it wouldn't work it wouldn't work <laughs> in the, it, the, i actually got to um i remember eric during that scene going hey do you want to help me like place my hand so i actually got to hold um like control one of his hands in that scene as well so uh, to me it was just like oh my god this oh, wow. is amazing so yeah that was my definitely favorite scene to shoot oh, it was just great. i loved it awesome awesome uh you met you almost mentioned earlier uh moog's trailer uh did you have any oh. fond memories or, or stories about that <laughs> um just you know just just the just uh it's a testament to the attention to detail of this show like no corners were cut and i think you could see when you watch it but yeah moog's trailer sort of went through a a a a a, a rehaul i guess it yeah. looked different transition yeah rehaul of the yeah, yeah it transitioned it, it looked different um from from what you see in the show it didn't always look like that interior. so um the interior right. yes the interior yes, the interior um, the exterior is so a work was, of art Yes. So that was, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, Adam Goldberg, it, it, he is a genius. He knows what he wants. And um, that was just, I got to see two versions of Boog's trailer, <laughs> which I didn't even ask for. And it was really cool. <laughs> like, so. That's great. Yeah, I do. And I do love the exterior of that. There's, uh, I remember seeing it for the first time and going like, I need that sticker. I need that sticker. I need that on a t-shirt. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, oh. I spent, I spent like hours. I would always um, see a new sticker that I hadn't seen before. And um, it was just cool. Like, wow, like that's, that's my trailer, you know, like, I'm like, yeah. this is crazy. Um, uh, but yeah, there's so many bumper stickers on that thing that were just hilarious. Um, and actually, there's I have a picture of it in my phone, but in the original trailer, there was an autographed photo from Janice <laughs> um, to Moog. And I just, I loved it so much. I have it, I'll probably end up cropping it and like printing it out just so it seems like I have an autographed picture of Janice <laughs> in my own office. But yeah, just so many little, so many little things that like, you know, you wouldn't even, uh, you wouldn't even know we're there, but it's just the details yeah. um, that, that were so fun to see on set every day. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Do you have any other uh, memories that you want to share from anything in the series before we start wrapping up? Anything you want to say great about me? Yeah. Yeah. How do you like that bill guy? You know, Jeff, Jeff is great. Jeff is so great. Jeff, Jeff, uh, who else? Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, as far as people on this call, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Rick. That sounds about right. No, I freaking love you, Bill. Come on, Bill. <laughs> no, um, I think what, uh, I guess overall, um, it's just, you know, this, to, to be able to see Bill and, and the rest of the Muppet performers, what they do is mind boggling. Like it, it blew my mind. Um, the and and again, the attention to detail, the amount of things that they're doing at one time. Um, and I'm over here just trying to say my lines, and they're controlling someone at the same time. They're even singing at times, like, and it's just like that was another thing that always blew my mind. Whenever on set, you guys were like rehearsing a song that you had just uh like you were in the studio the day before or something and i would 
hear glimpses of you guys like singing it, I'm like, these guys really can sing. Like, we're like, Bill, your voice is like really good. Like, oh, Bill you know, the best like, voice. and like Matt, <laughs> Matt, Bald, like just hearing you guys sing, like not without even trying on set. I was just like, man, they really are like the electric mayhem. <laughs> yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, did you sort of, you kind of knew Lily before you started? Yes. My, um, a little bit. Yes, I knew Lily just very, uh, she, she is friends with my sis, one of my sisters. Right. So I had met, I had met Lily at um, my sister's baby shower years ago. So oh, like, wow. and now you guys, you guys could not be closer now. No, that is my Lily. Um, you know, it's, oh, here's another cool story for you. Um, you know, some some days we weren't on set together, and anytime I was off and she was on set, or vice versa, we literally would be texting each other, going like, "I can't do this. Where are you? Like, Where are you?" come back why are oh. you here or or if oh. one of us had to you know finished up early we're like no you're not going anywhere stay you know um oh, nice. so that's that is my you know that that's my girl um she's and you know it's hard to it's hard to come by people like lily you know who who have so much she's done so much um she's a huge deal and she's uh she's humble and she's yeah. you know and she's on set telling me She's like, I'm learning, like telling me what I'm teaching her or what she's learning from me or, you know, uh, giving me mm. props. And I'm like, no, you're amazing. Like this is, and and for that, for this to be her first like lead and, and the, the fact that she was able to like, you know, do what she did in this is, is, is it's, it's incredible. She's so talented. I, I love that woman uh, dearly. Yeah. And she's not, she's not, you know, the, the social media presence is a very different attitude to all this, right? Mm -hmm. What she did with this character is so, so good. It's just real, you know? Yeah. And, but, but she enhances it. All of you actually have this same unique talent, which is to be grounded and mm. being real, but finding those moments to highlight and to play and to find, you know, the little bit of extra comedy, a little bit of extra, you know, and that's there when it's necessary. It's when it's necessary. Like, you know, less is more. And yes. and uh you all played it so well with the Muppets because a lot of people try and match the Muppets, that energy, that right, that, right? And that that's what I state. appreciate you guys for um, you know, because before we went into it, you know, I, I you know, I was talking with with our uh, one of our directors, Matt Sohn, and and you know, it was just the importance of keeping it grounded in a reality because this is real life, you know, for these people. This, this is this is life. There are Muppets in right. life, you know. They're it's it's not like a Muppet. Wow, like it's like <laughs> no, like they're just this is life. Yeah. So you know, keeping that um, at the forefront of like yes, I'm speaking to a puppet that is very colorful but but this is real like this mm. is a real being yeah. and i think that's what makes the show so special because you forget that it's puppets and you just get lost in the reality of the whole thing mm -hmm. and, and that doesn't come unless you're taking the scene to be reality and so yeah. we had to keep it grounded um and yeah yeah it was fun to find those moments of like okay where can i play up um, a little bit more of Mook here or, yeah. or, 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 you know, it was fun for me to find, find those moments. Um, and you guys made it easy too, because when, you know, I would see if you guys were doing a little something that was a little leeway for me to like, <laughs> okay, let me, you know, so yeah. it was just, it was a give and take. It was a give and take. It was, it was great. I have two more questions. 
Um, what did you think of the smart guy reference? Um, when okay, I must tell you, people love that. Oh, by goodness. the way, cool. what did you think? People love. I love it. Are you kidding me? Okay. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel. I feel like um, you know, I, to be honest, there's so many little um, you know, little hints as far as Muppets go, little little Definitely. Easter eggs. Easter eggs yeah. So to have. To have my own little Easter egg in there was like very special for me. Oh. So thank you. Yeah, of course. And my other question: Did you take any besides the wardrobe? Did you take anything else from the set? And uh, um, I, I'm just asking, not you know, for security. I'm trying to think. No, I'm trying to think. Did I? Not that Janice picture, clearly. No, I don't think I did. Where is the trailer? If that's, I guess, what I want to know. <laughs> Actually, Someone took I the trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah. You you stole the hearts of everyone on set. I thought oh, that's what you stole. And everyone watching, um, Taj, thank you so much thank for joining you. us for this podcast. This was an absolute blast to get to talk to you. And thank you for everything you brought to Moog. He's a fantastic character, and I really hope we get to see more of him at some point. Thank you so uh, much. It, it it is an honor. That's all I can say. An honor. I love Moog dearly. Thank goodness um, for all the CG that we the the vfx people did on taj yes yeah to really bringing a lot of the expressions that weren't there um this is a this is another so running Bucks. joke <laughs> this is another running joke of ours if you're if you're a little confused it's because we have so many of these little running jokes that no <laughs> i feel like even in the group chat bill no one really knows what we're talking about <laughs> It's okay. Oh, Whatever you guys right. did, Moog came out very lifelike. Um, yeah, via, so, the VFX but, soapbox did amazing stuff on his yes, face, mostly yes. his face, uh, but because it was, you know, kind of flat. But 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 they really brought out all the expressions and made it feel alive. Yeah, he's very know? lifelike. Yeah, I, I I I still feel part of the character in some way, you know. So it's crazy. it's your voice. It's your voice. It's my voice. It's my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. Bill, Jeff, thank you both for being here as well. Hope to see you again next week. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back with more Muppets Mayhem real soon. The Muppets Mayhem Backstage Pass is brought to you by ToughThings.com. Produced, written, and hosted by Joe Hennis. Logo art by Dave Hultine Jr. The Muppets Mayhem mark and logo, characters, and elements are trademarks of the Muppets Studio. All rights reserved. Transcriptions provided by Katie Lynn Miller. The Muppets Mayhem end credits written by Mick Giacchino is used with permission. Special thanks to the Muppets Studio, Disney Plus, and the entire Muppets Mayhem family. For more from Tough Picks, find us at Tough Picks on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. Thanks for listening, and until next time, rock on! Rock on!